I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no sandwich. Hello everyone, it's uh, Ben Anthony here um, at Norwich City. Uh, I know that Nick's away at the moment, so I'm just thought I'd uh, record a few pre-match thoughts before uh, before the game, something a bit different. Um, just had a look at the starting 11 um, and it's an interesting one um, no Brian in the squad no Denor in the squad two goalkeepers on the bench so you have to wonder if uh, there's been perhaps some injury problems um, not sure but uh, Sky are reporting that Romain Essay is, is starting at uh, a left wing back position with a back five it's very possible uh, that this is the coveted back four that we've all been waiting for um, instead, but we'll wait and see, see what how they line up. The Millwall players are out warming up at the moment. The Norwich City players have just come out to warm up. George Long came over, gave a clap to the Millwall fans. He got the uh, custom uh, booze back, and then Bart came over about a minute later and got huge applause. So uh, that was quite amusing. Uh, Long starts on the bench as we all expected. Um, so hopefully that uh, means that we don't get the cursed uh, clean sheet, you know, world-class performance from George Long uh, playing against his old team. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting starting lineup, uh, and yeah, we wait and see. Obviously, the game's on Sky, so lots of people will have watched it. Uh, but I'll uh, I'll try and um, you know touch base at the end of the game and send this over to Nick hopefully we can get more of a kind of Middlesbrough style performance rather than uh, the sort of performance we saw against Bristol City um, so yeah that got to be positive got to be optimistic um, the talent is playing and um, we've got Watmore and Fleming and Nisbet all ready to uh, to make their mark on this league so, um, yeah, the pot go in with positivity. Let's hope for a cheeky 1-0 win for Millwall. Um, all right, talk to you later. All the best. 24th minute in the game. And uh, it's been quite a slow start from Millwall. Not a huge, oh, but a huge man up front, sunk quite deep. And uh, Norwich have just opened up our defence. Slotted a, a nicely finished goal uh, from inside the box past Sarkic. Other than that, Sarkic made quite a nice save uh, from a free kick, but yeah, we've looked a bit sloppy in defence in the last few minutes. Um, yeah, it's a, not been a classic so far, and yeah, Millwall are losing 1-0. Wow, well, it's uh, half-time. Half-time here, and uh, yeah, it's... Norwich won, Millwall nil. It's been a very, very poor performance from the Lions. Uh, very slow on the ball. Very slow off the ball. Next to no movement. Uh, yeah, lack of ideas. Not been a good show at all. Booze as they were walking off as well. Um, yeah, it's been a shocker so far. You've got to hope that there's some changes and a kick up the arse from Rowett at, uh, at half-time. 
As I speak, the uh, members of the armed forces are walking around the pitch and getting a very good reception from the Millwall fans, as, as you would expect. Great respect from Millwall fans for the armed forces as they walk around the pitch and get great applause. Let's hope for better in the second half. Come on, you Lions. And it's 2-0 to Norwich almost straight away, uh, but halfway through the 48th minute. Uh, simple free kick move, head up into the net, off the post. Um, yeah, Seppi's goal should be, you know, should be Mills bread and butter, but we've started the second half just as we played the first half. It, no changes, nothing's different. Um, it's pretty shocking, to be honest with you. And it's uh, 56 minutes on the clock. Norwich are 3-0 up. The defence is just non-existent. Everyone's way, way, way too slow to respond to anything. Um, it, it's a shocking performance. Millwall fans are very unhappy. Uh, Alumbra are going home now. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's been a shocker so far. And I look over at the bench, there's nothing happening. Um, I think of uh, that meme of Buzz Lightyear looking around saying there's no sign of intelligent life anywhere because there's no movement on the bench. There's nothing happening and there's very little movement on the pitch. Millwall have no ideas. Useless in defence, useless in attack. It's been very, very poor. The away fans are very, very unhappy. Well, bloody hell, listeners. We've scored a goal. I mean, to be honest, we had a shot was worth celebrating, but we've actually managed to score as well. I'm not sure the fans mean it. However, we are now only losing 3-1. It took us 92 minutes to have an actual decent effort on goal. What a performance. Uh, it was a, a nice little run from Imaku. And a, a nice little shot into the, into the far corner. Decent finish. I think that was his first goal for us. So, uh, yeah, well done to Imaku. <laughs> Millwall fans now urging Cooper to shoot from inside his own half. We're approaching the 93rd minute and we've got a corner. I don't remember us having a corner in the game actually. It might even be our first, who knows. Kind of lost the will to live to be honest with you. Uh, give it, it's a free kick. Didn't come to anything. What a shock. Halfway through the 93rd minute. Got to hope for a mercy whistle from the referee. Now Sarkic being urged to shoot from the edge of his own box. Goalkeeper got it. It remains 3-1. And that is full time. And Norwich 3, Millwall 1. The away fans are about as angry as I've seen them. Most of the second half, 
calling for Rowett to leave. Players coming over and applauding now. They're getting a reception at least. Some booze. That's it for me. Very, very poor showing from Millwall. Another loss. That's eight goals conceded, one scored. Hutchinson's trying to calm the crowd down and Marku getting a good reception. Rowett has stayed well away, as you can expect. Anyway, a very, very poor performance. I think uh, I think we'll call it a day there. Anyway, talk to you soon. Achtung, Mailball. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. I'm broadcasting to you from my car out in the rural wilds of North Devon, dear listeners. I'm just thankful I've got Starlink satellite internet to come to you this afternoon. Joining me by the miracle of um, space age technology is Merv Payne. How are you, Merv? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good. Yeah, not too bad, considering. In the aftermath of a pretty disappointing... 3-1 loss at Norwich. The, the, the 56-year cycle now continues. Last yeah. time on there was like, I was fortunate enough to have a, a family lunch to go to, so I missed the bulk of the second half. And I think I count myself a lucky man to have missed out on what... Mm. How did you see the game today, mate? It just never got going, did it? It was really frustrating, you know. Um, I mean, yeah. Norwich has never been the happiest hunting ground for us. Like, as you say, you know, it, it's a long time since, since we, we sort of won there. So and they've obviously they've yeah. got a stronger squad and all that. You know, they've got they've got money to spend and they're they're gonna be there or thereabouts and all those other associated cliches. But you just feel like at the very least we could have put up a bit, bit bit more of a fight, you know. I mean, the first goal that Rose scored for them, I think I think I counted about five mill bodies around him, sort of surrounding him, and he still had time to sort of yeah. shape up and get his shot away and score. And he just there's this overwhelming feeling of the, the, the players just aren't at it and they just look they look pissed off basically you know they don't look happy um and there doesn't seem to be no, any sort don't. of pattern they, they, you know it's you can you can park all the, the the opinions about defensive formations three at the back five at the back and all this sort of stuff um and commitment and desire and all that stuff but you can only really deduce from what you see in front of you and you don't see something like the, the when we lost their Three, two, well, four, three, a couple of seasons ago, it was a real humdinger. You know, yeah. it, it went it two, two and yeah. road, and today was more like I think first time I ever went there. I think it was back in like nineteen eighty five when we had poor old um, John Granville in goal, and we lost six one. I think oh, it was, and that, that, that was the end of him. <laughs> yeah. So when they're third winning, I'm thinking, oh, this is this is looking a bit. And I actually tweeted stupidly, oh, this is going to be six nil. I, I just kept thinking, but it's one of those places where we rarely do well, but. Yeah, you just want to see a bit of fight and a bit of and a bit of just a bit of urgency or a bit of pace, a bit of and we don't seem to see that until someone like Imaku comes on and it's by then it's too little yeah. too late, you know, and it's and obviously by then Norwich have know the game's won and perhaps they're not but yeah, it's just disheartening. And then of course the whole the whole Rowett debate starts on online especially and, and as I mentioned to you earlier, you know, you'll remind us just how little nuance there is with social media discussions so if you dare to criticize him in some quarters then you're part of the witch hunt and if you, you yeah. back him then then you're you know you're then you're deluded and it, it's daft because for me there's, there's plenty of nuance with stuff like this because he's not a bad manager and we're not a bad team um and yes he's done well for us you keep getting re- reminded of the record of how we're overperforming or you know We've Whatever had four good be, years yeah. of yeah top half top half finishes, and we're being greedy. And cl- fans of other clubs are saying, "Oh, what do you expect?" You know, in that division, I, I get all that. And I had mm. this conversation with other England fans over, over Southgate in England, and you think, "Yeah, you know, we've we've been sort of maybe pretty sport in the last few seasons, but you kind of thinking we can we can do better." We, and I, for me, the biggest thing I was gutted about was the summer. I thought I thought people said it wasn't the best of windows, but I thought we did well. And we brought in Nesbitt and we brought in Dinori and um, yeah. we spent a lot of money. I think we sp- I mean, obviously they never tell you what transfer fees are anymore. It's always undisclosed. But I believe Nesbitt was around two mil and Dinori and the, the keeper were over a mil. Um, 
Yeah. And, and and he was making Rowett was making noises about changing things and the second half in that friendly against Cholton where he seemed to be having a lot of faith, putting a lot of faith in Essie and Imaku. And they look to have struck up a real good understanding, a partnership. And you think he's he's seen something here and he's he's, he's been able to bring in different bodies, new players, and he's going to change it because, you know, and, that's, and then, of course, we get the 1-0 win at Middlesbrough on the last day, first day, sorry. And again, it's Essie and Imaku again. You think, oh, we, you know, we're on to something here. And then you feel like we've just gone back to where we were last season where it's just really uninspiring and it's it's a shame, but you know something has got yeah. to change, and I, f- I really fear because of the, the, the what happened today with the fans and him sort of sarcastically applauding them and his, his post match comments. You sort of feel like there's a bit of a tipping point's been reached, sort of akin to that Brentford game when Rhino and Macca went all those years ago, and it, it's a, it's a shame, but we shall see what happens. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just looking through the. I mean, listeners will be looking at the same social media sites that, that Merv and I have mm. been looking at. And, you know, it does seem to have turned quite toxic, as the modern word has it, Merv. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, and that, that, that is a one way street in Mill history when the manager yeah. loses. He, I, I kind of hate this phrase, Merv, that he's lost the dressing room because yeah, I hate um, that as well. <laughs> it's kind of the only one that comes to hand because, mm. and you know, hands up to the listeners. I only saw the first half, and then I was out, mm. and I, you know, that was that. So I'm going by the yeah. the BBC report, but I also did see the first forty-five, and I speak from mm. having seen uh, games so far. It, 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 the problem is for me is not that we've lost at Norwich, as mm. you've rightly said, Merv. You know, it's never yeah. been an easy place for us to go to no. for some reason. I don't yeah. quite know why, but anyway, there it is. Yeah. Um, it's the lack of it's the lack of drive and desire and the poor mm. marking and the fact we look so defensively flawed. Um, yeah. I saw yeah. the first goal and that was, mm. you know, that, that, the, the guy was a good player, great finish, but mm. he was given an easy run to get that shot away. And then I'm going yeah. and by the BBC's report, Merv, which speaks mm. of more... Um, defensive, um, you know, Keystone Cop style defending for yeah. second and third. I haven't seen them, mm. so I, I shan't comment on those. But that's what bothers me: is the lack of spirit yeah. at the moment. That seems to have gone. Yeah, the second goal. I mean, you got the American striker Sergeant who scored. You know, last a field. Year, yeah, yeah, the field day against us last year. He's basically completely unmarked from a free kick, and it. Yeah. And I think I, I think the Rowett comment was he. He weren't. He, he was in our zone. It sounds like zonal marking. Well, I don't. I don't really like to sort of get too bogged down in tactical talk. You know, as a supporter, yeah. really, it, it, I find it really boring. I mean, I watched that um, Saturday social <laughs> thing that they replaced soccer in with yesterday, and God, it had me really, really annoyed. Like, not before, but you know, absolutely nobody's telling, screaming at the camera that certain footballers are a waste of money, and you think, oh, it's just. And then talking about all these different formations, and I don't know, it, it, it's. Boring. I don't think it's our place, and I think the whole. I think we've got carried away with the whole three at the back, four at the back, because because it's easy. You can say, oh, "Well, we beat Sheffield United before at the back at home last season. That was really good." Oh, but we also lost to so and so when we four at the back, and we. I don't think it's the three at the back or the four at the back. I think it's the actual. Um, I can't even put into it's like the, it's well, it's what the lies, culture of the team. It's, it's what lies inside the players' heads, Merv, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you know, it, I think it's, so. It's yeah. a very simplistic way to put it, and I think it was one mm. of the most recent shows I did where. And I believe this to be a truth. I don't think this is... I think most people who have followed the game for a while um, mm. would, would agree that in the end, it doesn't really matter overly much what formation you've got because no. if the players don't try very hard yeah. or look like they've never met each other before or mm. they've only just you know, stood together at the bus stop outside Carrow Road and said, shall we have a game? You know, yeah, It doesn't yeah. matter what formation you've got, Merv, because... Yeah. You know, the, the fundamental is that you've got to give everything that you've got to give. And yeah, the first 45 today, uh, before I went for a very nice lunch, listeners, I didn't mm-hmm. see that. You know, it was it was, yeah. it was beyond poor. That's a problem. The feeling you, yeah, the feeling you get is the players aren't buying in to how Rowett is asking them to play. They're thinking like, well, you know, we, we, either we can't do it or we, we don't think it's we don't think it's the right way to play. And for me, it's, it's two things which I think are, are basics in football. And that's a sort of width and pace. And I think yeah. defenders don't like someone who will run at them. They don't like someone who's who's nippy. They don't like being stretched, pulled out for the width of the pitch. And we've had so many. And then people say, "We, well, you know, you can't hark back to the old the old eighties and ninety days." But you know, players like you know Jimmy Carter, Otto Lukowski, you know, 
but, but yeah. wingers, wide players, players who want to run it. And we don't have those sort of formations anymore. I, I appreciate that. But we do have those sorts of players. I mean, I think Watmore was one of the few bright spots. I think in the first half, he made a few runs. They looked a bit rattled. He, you know, he's good. He's, he's pacey with the ball at his feet. And obviously, Essie likes to run it players he likes he wants the ball he goes and asks for the ball and runs at players and and then Matthew as I've said before has got loads of pace and he's one of those rare players and I said this after the Borough game you know he's easy to have a player who's quick but he's got to be quick with the ball at his feet and then when I think of that I think of Paul Eiffel who was not only yeah. rapid no I agree and, and, I agree. Yeah, and the way he went through the gears was just and that's Imaku sort of reminds me in some ways of Paul Eiffel the way he's got the ball at his feet and, and he goes from being at a standstill to like 100 miles an hour and he's gone like for that goal at Middlesbrough and it feels to me like Gary Rowett doesn't like to use those sorts of players. And and the whole build-up is really slow and ponderous. It enables the other team to get loads of men behind the ball. And then the players are thinking, right, what do I do with it now then? And what they do is they sort yeah. of, I saw this comment on Twitter, said that it becomes like a little speculative forward pass or a hoof. We lose the ball and that's it. They're on the back foot again. And that's what I think we saw today. And it looked like Norwich were going to score well. So, you know, I don't want to get too bogged down in tactics. It's just, for me, it's just, I, don't, I just don't think he's making the most of what he's got in there. You know, you'd have, you'd have pressed for some reason. I, yeah, yeah. Mm. I agree. He, he, he seemed. I mean, I think I made a, a crack on, on another joke, uh, another another sh uh, show where you know he's got a whole palette of, of uh, you know, uh, but somehow we're producing, instead of producing a Picasso. We're producing, oh, it's you know, we've got some good players here. Yeah. I, I mean, I the poor quality of dancing today was notable. Um, so. Mm. Whatever's going wrong in that dressing room, because I mean, even the pre-match um, thing with Jules Long. Now, I, I, I never thought Jules Long was a world-beating goalkeeper, but I never thought he was that no. bad either. But you know, we're no, going back to social yeah. media overreaction. But the, even this thing about yeah, we a pretty friendly reunion. For some reason, I think that um, Gary Rowett seems to be um, struggling with the man management side of it at the moment. Yeah, I think he has. I'm. I'm... I mean, it's not as quite as drastic as that. I'm thinking back to sort of the Bruce Rioch era where, yeah. you know, he, he had a great squad of players and, and some of the stuff he did was, I mean, he picked up, picking up Alex Ray and people like that and converting Colin Cooper from left back to, to, to you know, one of the best centre-halves we've seen at the club. You know, yeah. the stuff like that was great. And then, but once he lost it, he lost it big style. And I wonder perhaps is, is Gary Rowett in that sort of mould, that sort of stubborn, does he have that sort of stubborn mould? I think there's sort of, you get three sort of coaches, really. You get the coach that perhaps hasn't got many resources, so decides to just set up a really simple way, which is great in like League One and League Two. Yeah. And then you got you got a coach that perhaps will look at what he's got. I think this is outside the Premier League, but, but you know, we'll look at what yeah. he's got and think, well, the best way to play with this group of players is like that. And obviously, we'll adapt it depending on how it's going. And then you get a manager who thinks, well, this is how I'm playing. This is my this is my tactical brand, and this is what I'm sticking to no matter what you know and I wonder if perhaps Gary Routes a bit like that he's thinking no I want to play this way and and your players will play if you don't like it they'll drop you and put someone else in to do it you know and it's a, it's a shame if that's the I case think I do think he's a yeah I do think he's a good manager I do he's more than yeah. most middle managers man I mean you yes, know I, I know it's absolutely we missed out the season but yeah you know his, his track record at the end remains pretty good there aren't many that mm. have got better let's put it that way one or two no. but not many yeah um i think also today was notable we didn't we had injuries to casper de nor who i've liked the look definitely of. and joe brian joe who was, brian was, was out really today good. yeah definitely some stuff you know. with that without a doubt yeah yeah um, um so that yeah. didn't help with calls but um no not at all something something's going badly wrong because the football in the last well since that middlesbrough world we've been hammered against Reading in the in the yeah. uh, the League Cup, um, mm. we got beaten. Just, I, I I think properly beaten by by Bristol. But I don't think we deserve to win that game, and we got no. hammered pretty much today here at um, yeah. Here at, it could at, have been five or six, definitely. They Norwich missed in the second half. Once the third went in, I mean they were queuing up to score, and they, they missed three or four really easy chances. It was quite scary, really, how how easy it was for them. So. I just I don't know what the, the solution is at all because I really don't think they'll sack him. Absolutely amazed. I'd be amazed James Barrelson so soon into taking over from his dad. But um, mm. I mean, that's the, that's the debate. I mean, maybe if we 
to cut to the to the chase on in that sense, Murph, because that's the debate that's flying around on on on, on the social media, and clearly mm. there were chants to the to the effect of how poor let's, let's be diplomatic how poor it was mm. today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's, he's not reacted well to that. He's he's come out no. in the post match. Um, I'm just looking at Aaron's um, post match uh, comments yeah, about. He's lived away from his family for four years. Mm. Um, he thought the chance were poor. I understand everyone's disappointed. And he goes on about he's hurt by the performance on the pitch. Got to start showing passion, determination. And, mm. you know, uh, not easy, but that's part of the job. And also, if, if people, mm. we took 1,800, nearly 1,900 yeah. fans to a very mm. unfriendly noonday kickoff. Um, mm. So... <sighs> I don't think the fans can be faulted for their for their commitment to the side in recent recent times. Sellouts at the Den, a lot of people mm. there last week, not being given the fare that you need to get you excited. Merv. That's that's a problem, mm. isn't it? It is, yeah. And I think the home record, I think I saw on Twitter last week, four of the last twelve we've won, which you know, and, and obviously was it three or four on the bounce now? And it it's just it just it's just puzzling because over all the time I've supported Millwall, if the if the performance on the pitch has been Sort of poor, it's because mm. we've had a poor squad um, or a poor yeah. manager. But yeah. we've got, I yeah. think, a good squad, a good manager, yeah. and yet, we're, and we're getting results. Yet we seem to be playing really poor football, and it's the the, the biggest sort of puzzle I've ever known as a, as a Millwall support. You know, if we had the sort of squads that like Colin Lee was left with and that sort of thing, you know, and and, and Holloway, <laughs> perhaps, then you'd say, well, fair enough. What you know, you can't polish a turd. But this is, you know, and, I, and again, I got a bit of slating onto it for saying. This isn't a poor squad, and people are saying, "Well, compared to the rest of the championship, it isn't." I don't think it is. It's not a poor squad. Oh, I don't think it, it is. No, no, it's a lot, of, some good it's a lot of very good individuals. Yeah, a lot of very good individuals, which yeah. I think aren't being used as the best team. And you know, I'm I'm never one to sell. I I demand we get in the playoffs. I'll be happy staying up. You know, maybe have it, but you can't help thinking this team is capable of more when you see the little flashes of like the last 20, 15 minutes at Middlesbrough and when Nemaku come on today. You think there's there's something there. And, Obviously, it's long gone now, but Tyler Bury showed some flashes, and you just felt like Rowett didn't fancy it playing that way. You know, he to no, talk about I... pace off the bench and stuff, and you think, well, why not start with a bit of pace? Why not take the game, especially at home? You know, I mean, why not start the Bristol City game with the team that finished the Middlesbrough game? And if it doesn't work, you can still change it. I mean, I think the Millwall fans will never slate you for having a go and for you know for for going at and give, giving it a go. They, they won't it's, accept it's, it's it's not trying or they're not giving it yeah, up. not trying, trying yeah. not to lose. They won't accept that, and I, I don't blame. No, 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 no. Mm. I, I mean, it, we, none of us listeners, Merv, nor myself, none mm. of us are privy to the relationship of the manager to the players. That seems that strikes me, Merv, and I'm pure speculation here. I've got nothing to mm. back this up other than guesswork based on what we're yeah. seeing at the moment it seems like there's a relationship breakdown of some sort between the squad and Gary Rowett because they're not playing for him um I, I always believe we can get beat by decent teams Norwich are a decent yeah. team and you yeah. know you could lose you know that's, that's yeah. that comes with the territory mm. but if they're not if the, some of the some of the poor play in the first half that I saw we just looked like we didn't give a shit and that's that's that comes back to the relationship between manager and, and, and players. Um yeah. if that's um, reached you know it doesn't work anymore, does it? No. And when Rowett says things like, I was disappointed with the lack of drive and desire and that sort of you think, well, is that not your job to, to sort of instill that? You know, I mean yes. it reminds me of a comment that Ian Holloway and I'm, and I'm not before people jump on this, I'm not in any way comparing Ian Holloway to Gary Rowett. But purely in the, the in the terms of, of telling comments after a match. I think Ian Holloway once said after a defeat, um when it comes to motivating the players, I've run out of ideas, and you think well, that you know yeah, that's that's a damnation that's not, on your end, isn't it? That wow. is not good, is it? Yeah, and you no. think I feel like Rowett's at that point now where you know maybe there's been some unrest about how they're playing because obviously the, the players will probably think well, it's us that's getting the, the stick on the pitch when we're on the pitch, you know, during yeah. the ninety minutes. Yeah, we want we want to play like this, and and you say, well, you play my way or you're out, you know. So that could be what's happening. Um, we don't know what the, the relationships be. You know, we never know any of this stuff, but. You, you always get a feeling for it, don't you? You, you get a feeling when the when the, uh, the, the the morale is good. There, there is a there is a den, there's a den sixth sense. Merv, you and me have been mm. on the track many many times at the level, and I must admit my den sixth sense is twitching at the moment because those those post match comments yeah. don't go down well. Um, yeah. We've got a game against Stoke next week, which I'm going to yeah. miss, listeners. So unfortunately, I'll be travelling back from 
commodity, but um, that's starting to feel a bit like a cauldron um, building there because that's that, these these ingredients start to come together a little bit, don't they? They do, yeah. And I think it was on a, a, a end of season episode of Action last last season after the Blackburn game, when I think it was you or one of the guests mentioned that, mm. that he would because of you know Rabbit would get that bit less time this season. We'd have to start well. Because the patients would snap that bit quicker. It's just, just the, it's just the culture at the club, you know. We, and and I thought that perhaps Rowett sensed that, and he, that's why the the, the the Nesbitt come in, and I, you sort of thought, oh, is he going to play Nesbitt and Bradshaw up front together? You know, and people say, oh, we can't do that. Well, it looked like that in pre-season. It looked like he was he was looking towards that, and he looked like he Something had a lot of faith in him. And, and you feel like yeah. he's perhaps reverting the thought. No, I'm going back to what we did last season, and now it's either Bradshaw or Nesbitt, and Nesbitt doesn't look happy. Bit playing the way he's been playing, Bradshaw no. obviously can't be happy being last season's top scorer and finding himself on the bench. And it's all a bit, yeah. But I say I think you don't want it to get to that situation where it gets toxic because because then then the, the fans end up getting the blame for the manager going off, and, but which is you know sometimes the way it goes. But yeah, you you feel like it's um it feels like the um the car in the lake scene in the in between us when it's inevitable it's going to go in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like it's it's in inevitable that we're going to go down that little path that Mill often goes down, where yeah, you know, say so where things get a bit nasty. You know, the fans are ripping chunks out of each other online about who, about whether the manager should stay or go. And yeah, it does feel like um, yeah, yeah. it feels like yeah, the, the, the relationship is starting to be starting to irreparably break down, which is which is a shame because changing a manager if they have to do that is an unsettling sort of period for any club. We never do really that hard. very well, Merv, do and we? We never do. Say, and, that's, yeah. and that's why people call me a anti-row on Twitter and I say I'm not because I really want him to, to, to turn it around and do well because changing manager, especially in this division, it's it's really hard. And who's out there, you know, I mean, yeah, that's what you get as well. So who, who, who can do the job? And all I can think of, which is probably an unrealistic name to pull out anyway, is, is Ryan Mason at Spurs. I think that's yeah. the sort of type of manager, but you know, you probably won't get him. And that's he, the thing, you know, who will do the job? Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got to start yeah. again from scratch. And it's it's not a situation, not 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 an ideal situation. And it's not great for the new chairman. Uh you know, it's it's, it's unsettling, it's disruptive. And I really want him to turn it around, but you feel after today it's yeah, it's, it's um, gonna be difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it's it's a bit it's a bit worrying, to be honest. Big thank you. To Murph for joining me impromptu, short notice. Me, me sat in my car outside <laughs> a holiday home somewhere in North Devon. But um, we're going to cut across now to some of the messages that have been sent to me in the aftermath of that free one last day. But I want to say a big thank you, Murph. Thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh, Nick, Tony Monday. First time I've phoned him for quite a while. Um, but I think today something needs to said. I'm I'm not even got the ump anymore. I've, I've been going so long that I don't get the ump anymore because of uh, I've just seen it all before. I'm just disappointed yet again. Uh, just sat there without getting a bit excited through the whole game. I think we got our first corner in about the 90th minute. And 
who's to blame? Manager, players, it's everyone as far as I'm concerned. Um, the goals were all avoidable, all mistakes. The first first goal, well, Danny Mac, again, I don't know how he's getting a shirt at the moment and people are trying to give him the benefit of that, saying, he, oh, it's because it's a back five. Well, no, we played a back four for most of last season, especially the second half, and uh, he can't pass the ball five yards. But, yeah, for the first goal, he's just got... He's just caught nowhere. He's not marking anybody. And uh, then he tries to close the player down who scores after he's hit the ball. Um, yeah, he's just getting rings run around him at the minute. And I think, actually, at 1-0, he's got to the edge of their box. Everything's opened up for him. And he's he's done his usual. Uh, squared a five-yard pass to a Norwich player. Um, yeah, he, he needs to get that shirt off his back. And he needs to go and rebuild his confidence somewhere because he's absolutely terrible. But I don't want to just put it all on Danny because it's not just all about him. Um, but yeah, he was his fault for the first goal. Second goal, uh, oh, again, I could put it to him. He, again, needlessly, Danny had the ball in our box. He had a five-yard pass to Essie. Held it slightly too long, got closed down, ball went out for a throw. Then they won the free kick. Free kick gets swung in. Billy gets caught underneath the, the forward, didn't even jump with him. Sarkic is coming out. No idea what he was doing because he's come out nowhere near the ball. He'd already come out for one before that and punched it and luckily got his fists on it, uh, which he could have easily caught. So that's three things there that could have avoided that goal. Sarkic, Billy and Danny in the first place. Third goal, Billy had a 10-yard ball, forward ball into Watmore. No, he tries his 50-yard switch ball to Murray Wallace, loses possession, they come down and they score a third. And... I'm not sure who was marking Barnes, but they've actually learned, let him turn and have a shot from that angle. It's just basic errors from the team. And we just, like last year, I said it many times last year, we look slow. We're flat-footed and look slow. Like the other teams just look like they're on springs and just look like they've got so much more pace and energy than us. Is it the tactics? Yes, possibly, because... Again, we, we have the pattern of, I've put on Twitter today about, oh, it's X now, about we have no patterns of play going forward. We obviously have a pattern of play at the back because we just pass it backwards and forwards across the back into Mitchell or Sav, and then they just pass it back, and then and then we just go long down the, into the channel and give the ball away. It's literally been that for, well, yeah, for a year. Uh, Rowett, I mean, I've always backed him. I think, I mean, you'd look at the big step back, look at the big picture. He's done brilliantly for us. Uh, and he has done well for us. But how many games, how many of those games have we actually enjoyed? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, it's not lots. As I said, I've sat there, sat there today indifferent, watching the game indifferent, just disappointed in the end. Um, something he looks like every season. I don't know if anyone else thinks the same, but... He seems to come out. He wants us to progress. He's trying to change our style of play, and I understand that. He wants us to progress away from the Millwall way of playing football, the Millwall chaos, as he calls it. But you can't come away from that. You can't leave it all behind. I understand we've got to progress if we want to push on and play a different style of football, but you can't leave it all behind. We had six or seven full houses last year, and we didn't win one of them. And it's the same with last week, Bristol City. We had a full house... He didn't utilise utilise the crowd by letting Bristol City. He let Bristol City have the ball. That was the tactics. That's how we set up. We set up the same against Middlesbrough. Fact is, though, Bristol City their players were quicker. Middlesbrough were quite slow. They gave the ball away and we pounced. We just haven't had that opportunity. So, again, I'm pro Rowett, but if he was to leave tonight, I wouldn't be bothered. I do think we need something to freshen up. But as I said, he's tried this every year. I'm sort of come away from my point. He's tried this every year and then always reverts back and he gets us out of trouble. So there's nothing to say he won't get us going on a good run again because he tries it every year. It doesn't work. I think I said last week somewhere. And uh, we always end up with about five points after six games and then we go on a run because he starts to panic and he goes, he reverts to type of what we normally do, the chaos. That's what we're good at. I understand we've got to progress, but you can't leave that all behind. Um, I'm hoping if he is still there next week, I hope the fans don't get on his back because that ain't going to help the team. Uh, but at the minute, it's difficult to see 
how we're even going to... I know we did score a consolation, but it's difficult to see how we're going to score, how we're going to open teams up, especially at home, uh, because we, we're devoid of any creativity in the middle. Billy and Sav are just... You know, I don't care what... I know people are going to come at me, but they're just not good enough creatively. They they slow down opposition attacks, but they also slow down our own attacks because they get the ball and they pass it back or they take too many touches. We've just got Denor last week. You see, he takes the ball on the half turn, drives forward. Callum Styles did exactly the same. And they're the sort of midfielders we need to be looking at. Uh, not Billy and not Sav. And again, I understand they both do a job, especially in away games when we're under the cosh. We shouldn't be under the cosh at home. And that's why, yeah, listen, I... I'm just rambling now, but um, yeah. If he's here next week, then so be it. I'll be behind him. But if he's gone, say it won't bother me at all. Uh, because I do think maybe it is time to freshen up. And his reaction during the games or during the game when it was being sung today, sometimes you can't. Well, I know Millwall, I've been going for so long. It's like yourself, you don't usually come back from something like that once it turns. And I feel like today was a turning point. Um, thanks a lot, Nick. Cheers. Hello, Nick. Bill Slack. I don't think there's any doubt that that's as as bad as it's it's gotten, particularly combined with a Bristol City and the Reading results. Um, and Gary Rowe, it's under quite a lot of pressure. It's hard to explain where the arsehole of this group of players has gone, all their motivation. I, I think the last... Three games, he's talked about their energy, their application, their determination. And I don't really understand how that's gone from being the, the most basic requirement for a, for a Millwall team to, to being questioned every single week. It's, it's really difficult to understand. I'm not entirely sure if the players just don't believe in what, what he's doing or, or what he's telling them. I'm not sure. I, I think that the... Rowett project at Millwall's probably run its course. Um, you know, we, we really, the last 12 games going into last season, the, the, the last game of the season, the quality of football, um, the backing that he's had from the board in terms of, of uh, the big spend, certainly from, from a Millwall point of view, I think that you can't see too many of those. I think the issue is the board absolutely will not sack him. I think after what happened in the summer, the fact that the new chairman's four games in, they they will prioritise stability over absolutely everything else. I think the only way that he he goes really is if that us as a as a support really turn on him, um, which will be an absolutely crying shame. That fella has been excellent for our club. Um, was it 11th, 9th and 8th for the last three seasons in the Championship. And we were on our way out of the league when he took over. Um, no two ways about it. I've seen all sorts of things thrown, thrown around on social media. And listen, I have me moments as well. I'm not fucking sitting here holier than thou or, or, or anything else. But the geezer deserves a little bit of respect, doesn't he? For what he's done with us. Um, you know, he bit back today, but... Fuck me, I'd bite back if I had 1,800 people singing at me, I, I think. Um, always makes makes me laugh, like when, when, when players have a little bit of a bite back at, at, at some of the grief they get on the pitch. And, you know, some of our support are clutching their pearls, like, what, what, how dare they? You know, but they can, they can throw all sorts of abuse around and just expect them to take it. And the minute they show a bit of bollocks and say... Yeah, you can stick that up your arse, boys. We, we, we clutch our pearls, clutch our chest and come over all faint. Um, I think the ideal solution or the ideal scenario, I think, could be for for Gary to mutually agree to, to leave the club because the, the only other way he's going to leave the club is if he gets so fucking nasty. Um, the club, the board and Gary Rowett don't think he's got a choice. You know, his position becomes untenable. Um and I think he deserves a little bit more respect for that, for, for what he's done for Millwall. Um, all of that being said, we can't have too many more today, mate. We just can't. I, I, it's embarrassing, it? That's my yardstick. I come out of Millwall feeling a little bit embarrassed, and I, and, and I did at Bristol City for, for more reasons than one. 
today was just horrendous. Um, you know, that Reading game we thought was a, a one-off. You know, oh, well, let's get that out of our system. But we're just doing nothing and creating nothing. I said last week we spent all that money on a goal scorer and he don't touch the ball, let alone, let alone have chances. So, yeah, a little, little bit of respect around the, around the Rowett thing. Um, you know, he's, he, he's not a C, he's not a this, he's not a that. He, he's doing his best and, and, and it ain't working out and probably won't work out for him. But, you know, he carried himself with a lot of dignity right, for, for, through the summer. Um, he's, he's always backed us for the most part. And I just don't, yeah, I just don't want to see him fucking hounded out of the club after after four years of what really has been for us an incredibly successful period um consistently championship upper championship level if you look back on our on our history um it's not very often we do that so yeah car meds eh? anyway speak to you soon all the best hi nick matt webb here just got back from that atrocity in Car- at Carroll Road, Norwich 3, Millwall 1. I don't get it, mate. We look so poor at the moment. We look absolutely sluggish. Yard or two off the pace. What are these guys... I know this game was on Sunday lunchtime, but we did play like a Sunday league team that have just been out on the piss Saturday night. Absolutely disgraceful. No fight. No spirit. Really, I, I, I mean, I feel sorry for every single person that had to travel up today. People like myself and others that were on the train, they getting up at six, five, six o'clock in the morning to actually come to Norwich. It was a shambles. And, you know, the only shining light out of today was the fact that Imaku has now scored his first league goal. Real talent we've got on our hands. But the rest of them... Absolute crap. Really was today. Something needs to change. I wish I had the answer, but I don't. But something does need to change. And as for Gary Rowett coming out in his press conference, oh, it's hard for me. I've been at the club for four years. I haven't seen my family, blah, blah, blah. Mate, you're not in fucking Belmarsh. You're only down the M1. You probably go home quite a bit. So come out with that piss poor excuse just because some of the fans have turned on you. Mate, you're starting to dig your own grave now, I'm afraid. Because maybe a couple of hundred, a thousand Millwall fans singing go out your football is shit or row it out. If you don't get a result on Saturday against Stoke, that's going to be more than a couple of hundred slash thousands. Believe you me. Absolutely unacceptable today and i really do feel we are gonna struggle big time unless something's happened Guy to see that uh, brian and denora out but we should have useful replacements but we didn't our, our team is not cutting it at the moment playing like this against an informed stoke team a leeds team that could you know, can turn up on the day, and also a Birmingham team that by the time we play them, the transfer window is shut, so they might have a few new players. We are in serious, serious stuck, unless something changes. But we'll still be there on Saturday, and at least it didn't rain. Good to see some uh, familiar faces today, so roll on Saturday, God forbid. Hi Nick, uh, John Rankin here, just calling in with some uh, thoughts on the Norwich game. Uh, we went to Norwich today, uh, it was a lovely sunny day, but unfortunately our performance wasn't that sunny. Um, anyway, so uh, I personally wasn't expecting us to get anything from the game. Norwich seemed to have uh, a hold over us, we very rarely get anything from a game in Norwich, but I've got to say the manner in which we played was very disappointing. There was early encouragement because we were playing the back four uh, of Wallace, Cooper, Hutchinson and Danny Mack. However, um, on the right, Romain Essay started 
and um, on the left we had uh, Duncan Watmore with Fleming in the middle and Nisbet behind them and then the two holding central midfielders and my thoughts on this is I still think we're playing too many CDMs um, I think we need one CDM and I think Zian Fleming has either got to drop deep, collect the ball and really start uh, putting his mark on games or else we're going to have to have a rethink about how we organise things because we offered nothing today. Norwich aren't a particularly uh, good side. Um, well, they are a good side, that's unfair of me to say that. They are a very good side, really. And they can be very dynamic. Their number 27 looked good when he scored the first goal. Um, and it was sweets off a baby for them, really. We offered nothing. I'm not going to single out any players. Um, the crowd was getting very upset with Rowett. Um, there was the traditional chance. And if we look at our record, it's looking pretty poor. So I think personally, if I were Steve Kavanagh, I'd be recommended to the board that we put the current management on the performance target now. You can't just continue like this because we're going to get relegated if we play like this. And I think we should start saying uh, we need three out of five positive results at the next match. We're also going to swear for a, for a change of management because really with those sort of players and the sort of money that's been spent in Millwall terms is quite good. And we were awful. I mean, really awful. And there's no reason why we can't play against Norwich. Um, I think a few bold decisions have got to be made. And I think it is down to Rowett's decision-making. I don't think Roman Essay should start. I don't see why he's done that. You've got Danny Mack and Roman Essay. You are two relatively... In it, well, one's very inexperienced. And another one's relatively inexperienced at this kind of level. And they just crucified the pair of them. Um, all match. Uh, Norwich just attacked down that right-hand side. And I don't know. Look, I hate to say this, in the end, it looked like Danny Mack was just lost lost it, you know, just went off with a groin strain, get to bring George Evans on. It was dreadful. So we had some key parts of the area of the of the of the match, of the squad rather of the game, the team, which just didn't perform. So where do we go from here? You know, you've got to change. You've got to make changes and you've got to perform a lot better. So um I think that you know, it's depressing, it's tough to come all this way and watch that sort of game. We offered nothing, gave nothing for the crowd to get behind, and I just think we'd rather rethink. So anyway, onwards and upwards, come on you lions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.